I could actually talk about aromantic. That would be really fun to talk about what does it mean to be asexual and romantic? Because it means you're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, welcome to the podcast. We're a couple of depressed Gen Z Christians sitting around discussing random crap from Minecraft YouTubers to the meaning of life. Hi, I'm Scarlett. I'm Shasta. And we murdered Abigail. And we're not stupid, I promise. Today, we're talking about <laughs> asexuality and the zombie apocalypse. And quite possibly the forbidden garlic bread. <laughs> yes. Yes. If there's a zombie apocalypse, that's my plan. I'm just going to have like truckloads of garlic like bread. Raid the nearest Italian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some I just realized is I haven't been insulted yet. <laughs> By me? No. <laughs> By Abigail. Oh, does Abigail normally insult you? She's just like, well, most of us aren't stupid. Most of us aren't stupid. That's right. Well, now that Abigail's not here for legal reasons, we did not murder her. Um, we can say anything we want. We aren't stupid, I promise. And my <laughs> word means something. My word means everything. It does. Isn't that like the whole asexual thing that you're supposed to like, we're supposed to be wanting to take over the world? Oh, yeah. It's like, there's well, like this are. meme where it's like everyone else, um, like it shows all the different symbols of the other like pride flags and they're like, we want basic human rights. And they're like chanting it. And then there's the asexuals in the corner. We want to take over the world. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that one. And then there's, I think one of my favorites is the like, Boys are hot, girls are hot. <laughs> hey guys, I think my pizza's hot too. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so relatable. I think, <laughs> Just in I, any sort of crowd situation. I think there's a meme that I have that's like, you may have bitches, but I have a jar of dirt. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. For reference, if you've not seen any other episode of the podcast, both Scarlett and I are Arrow Ace. Yes. We do not feel the romance. But before we get into that, I want to just talk real quickly about where are we? Where are we, Shasta? Um, we're in the middle of a library. We are. We are, we are we're 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 in a room. You know how there's like the quiet room of like most libraries or like there's a floor that's like the quiet space? That's where we are. We are yeah. we're being a nuisance. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're we're in a separate room for recording. I think. Well, there's like Okay, so Scarlett booked a table that, I kid you not, is around 20 feet long and has God only knows the amount of chairs around it. And there's just the two of us. It's 20 chairs. It is, it's a, it is a full-on <laughs> conference room. Because all of the study rooms were booked. It was a, it was a bra moment. <laughs> so we just have a conference room. And for reference, there are other conference rooms in this building. So they... If they wanted to have a conference, we they aren't taking up much space. They can kick us out if they need to. But <laughs> it is really funny. It's just a massive table. It is and a massive table. We hooked up the mic to the to one of the spinning chairs, so we're not using any of the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny because one of the whole walls of the room is just a window, so it's not like there's just two of us and. And no one can see us, and we're like doing the podcast 
And no one knows that it's just two of us using like a massive conference room. No. No. We're Every single minute, somebody walks by and just looks at us. Oh, more often than that. This yeah, yeah. old guy has just looked at us three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, what the heck are they doing? Yeah. It's, it's just really funny. It is a hilarious situation. And then trying to find this room, I think we need prescription glasses because this was dead center in the middle of the library and it took us 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) this library only has two floors both of which are very open and very much visible from the other floor and this wall takes up like half of the wall of the downstairs the wall that's a window that you can literally see right in and see that it's a conference room (laughs) it has in bold white text conference (laughs) one yeah it's a little unfortunate but i like how high up the exit signs are when you're like running for your life you just gotta look straight up yeah (laughs) run into a bookshelf this this library so our library recently like remodeled or whatever it used to be like a way smaller and now it feels like a like a like a conference center yeah, no, it does like, kind yeah. of feel like that. Yeah, like for like Comic-Con, it's massive. Yeah, honestly, I think they could host, yeah, they could probably host that here. Yeah. Because yeah, there's probably. a whole other section we haven't even looked in yet. It, it I feel so out of place because it's so bougie. It's like the bougiest library I've ever been in. Um, there are people walking around in like dresses and I seen a dude with a suit. And then, <laughs> and then there's us. we underdressed. And then there's us. Holes in our pants yeah. coming in with a wet jacket because it was raining. <laughs> yeah. Okay, another thing before we dive into our topic is gnome name from last time. Wait, you weren't here last week. Were you? You were here last week. You were here. You did the intro. We talked about random stuff. The week oh, before yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I'm thinking. The week before last, <laughs> I have I'm this like, little gnome. I don't know gnome name. Oh, yeah, I, I watched the episode. You, you listen? Okay, okay. I watch all the episodes I miss. <laughs> so uh, uh, the gnome names, a few people submitted gnome name answers. These are the responses that I received. And then we're going to think about them. So the first is from Kazmessian, which is Sir Reginald Surname the Third. The other one, and it specifies to be in a British accent. This is from Mini Freak to be Frederick B. Morgan. Frederick B. Morgan, how dare you steal that car? I am absolutely disgusted. Your father's now facing an inquiry at work. <laughs> Where did that come from? Harry Potter. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> Every time, every time the British accent is brought up, the Harry Potter quickly follows. I haven't even read the books. I've watched the <laughs> so movies, funny. but I haven't read the books. And I've heard that's like some sort of cardinal sin that yeah. someone's, the library workers are watching us. Oh, <laughs> so gosh. it is. Oh, gosh. She just walks by with a thing of books. I'm just waiting any minute for like a, one of those like librarians like the like the you know what I'm talking about <laughs> the, the librarians. librarians for like bust through the door I'll be like what are you doing <laughs> quiet we can hear you on the second floor <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. But yes, so we are both... Asexual aromantics. Yes. What that means is we do not feel the attraction sexually or romantically towards anybody. At least on this side of the... That's the side of the spectrum I'm on. Mm-hmm. I can't talk for Scarlet. But I think we use it is the same It's the same way. I think generally speaking, like, aeroace generally means, like, less... Or I would say in most scenarios, no attraction. Um, so, like, sexual attraction where you see a person and you're like, oh, my gosh, I want to sleep with you. Or, like, romantic attraction, which is a lot more emotional. I understand. These are things that people have described to me, okay? So, so I'm like, we, yeah. don't, we have no non-aeroace person here. We, um, we need someone who's, like, I can't. I'm going to say it anyways. We need someone who's highly sexually active to explain this to us. <laughs> Don't worry, Shasta. I already have. <laughs> I've got it covered. I No, Wait, no, no. I've had up. conversations with people. Oh, no, no, no. Not me. I've had, I've had, I clearly know what I'm talking about. Because I've had two whole conversations with people where they tried to explain to me what sexual and or romantic attraction feels like. Um, more specifically, the romantic one, though. But, yeah, I know, um, I know it's interesting. So, I've done a lot of polls because I've heard a lot of people say stuff like, um, well, you know, like, you're gonna experience it one day, or, like, well, you're younger, or even, like, like, uh, cause I remember way back as far as, like, eight or nine years old, feeling like I needed to find somebody who was my crush, because I was the only one in my class who didn't have a crush, or, like, yeah. wasn't, wasn't feeling romantically about the people around me, um, and I've heard people, especially Christians, say, like, oh, like, well, that's something that, Kids don't experience attraction. I've heard that a lot. Like, yeah. That's not an then, actual thing. But I have done polls. <laughs> I have done polls. And um, I know in a sitting of a group of girls, of like 20 girls, I was the only one in the whole group. No, there was one other girl who didn't have a crush until she was 13. But everyone else had had a crush under the age of 10. Really? In the same way that they would have now. Yeah. For me, I... um. I just was never really attracted to anybody. I didn't, I was fairly socially isolated until like sophomore year of high school. So I didn't really realize that it was a thing to get a crush. So I didn't ask anybody. And so I just didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but people kept asking me, who do you like? Who's your girlfriend? When I was like, it started happening really bad around 12. Hmm. And then just all the way up to present. And in present, I am over the age of 17. <laughs> you going to say, a- in the present, I am over the age of 12. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the present, I'm over the age of 12. <laughs> so it's it's happened for a while now. Um, and I just haven't gotten a crush. They just keep telling me, hey, you're going to feel it one day. Or my favorite one is just wait until you're 16. You're going to have so many girlfriends by then. <laughs> and that is an <laughs> actual like, quote. <laughs> we're freaking adults now and none of us have. <laughs> yeah. We have not had any interest no towards interest anybody. 
to try and get. So we're still waiting for that. <laughs> it is very interesting, though, the difference between your personality and my personality. You're an INTJ. I am an ENTJ. So, like, that means for the audio listeners, I'm a little bit more social. I like um, in Jaden Animations, she did one about, like, asexuality. Oh, yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> I am, like, I, I was a sheep when I was nine. That's a quote from her, and it totally applies to me as well, because I was a little bit more social, I think. Um, even if I had no friends, because I didn't have any friends until, like, two years ago, three, three years ago. Um, even <laughs> if I had no friends, I still, like, was trying to be, like, socially involved with people or whatever. So I was like, man, everyone has crushes. If I want to meet my my quota for being like a nine or ten year old, or I think actually at this point when I was in middle school, like I need to also find a crush. So I just like yeah, shows somebody at random. I was like, I like this person. This person is, seems like to be an overall cool person. Um, and 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 like we went on a to a movie together with like some adult friends of ours. And I saved, like, the ticket. I think I still have it somewhere. I don't Gosh, know what happened to I it. I need to find that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went to watch Detective Blackmail. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah yes, Blackmail. the perfect date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is important. I should save this. And, like, he started dating someone else. And I was like, I feel like I should feel something here. Like, why don't I feel, like, mad or jealous? Like, it was just weird because I really was a, such a fabrication of yeah. trying to be normal. And then like, oh, it's just, I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Where my introverted kicks in is sort of an opposite of that. Because, hmm. well, introverts and extroverts are sort of opposite. <laughs> so I just didn't have a social life. I tried having a social life once or twice. My mother is a huge extrovert. So she tried to make me get a social life. <laughs> and so <laughs> that didn't work out. I, I, um, so in kindergarten, in first grade and stuff, in elementary school was the first time that I tried myself to get a social life. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I was just like, hey, I'm going to be around these idiots for the next five years. Let's talk to some of them. <laughs> I am the biggest idiot out of the group, by the way. Um, uh, so I just kept getting bullied whenever I talked to them. So I did martial arts for eight years and then just never talked to them again. <laughs> nice. And so I just socially isolated myself. I didn't have any friends until ninth grade I'd say is when I actually started having friend friends um I thought I had friends I had acquaintances actually no there is this one dude that still is my friend from third grade there is one person um and so I just kept isolating myself and then in the middle school one of the people that I thought was a really good friend of mine for like five years ended up his mother went psycho and wow. hurt my entire family. So we couldn't really be friends anymore. So, so you didn't really have an incentive to try and fit in at any point by like no. pretending that you had no. crushes or whatever. No, not really. Yeah. I never, 
I, I remember this one conversation I had. I didn't understand what a crush was. I was in first grade. <laughs> so the one of my older people that I knew at the time just said, I have a massive crush on the school crossing guard. Oh, no. And she's like 34. Oh, my and we're six and seven. No. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. I also have a massive crush on the school crossing guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know what a crush meant. So eventually that what was... What did you think a crush meant? I don't know. He said it and so I'm like, huh. I too have a crush. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought it was like a drink. That's so funny. I, thought he, I think yeah. I thought he was talking about like crush soda. And he wanted one from the crossing guard. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the crossing guard drank it. So I also wanted one. Turns out I also hate soda. Um. <laughs> Side note. So your first thing during a zombie apocalypse wouldn't be to raid the all of the Cokes from Walmart. No. Because it would be mine. <laughs> Enjoy. I used to... I used to um, Actually, I used to fantasize about how fantasize. Every, no, <laughs> yes. About what I would do if everybody in the whole world disappeared, and it would just be me. And I was like, "Wow, this is this is like the most." For those of you guys out there with social anxiety, I feel like you'll probably understand me here. I was like, "If everyone in the whole world just like vanished, and it's just me." That would be just the most amazing thing to happen. And then I would just think about, like, for hours on end, how amazing that would be and then what my plan would be to do after that. Well, you've already achieved world domination, so I don't know where you can go from there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's <laughs> that's true. I wouldn't be able to do much more. I'd launch a nuke. You'd launch a nuke? Yeah. On who? I don't know, just in the ocean or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just want to blow yeah, something up. Yeah, you wouldn't up. blow anyone up because there would be nobody else to blow up. I'd probably go to a lab or something and break in to a chemistry lab and just have fun. I feel like blowing up a nuke might just come to haunt you later. Oh, yeah, it would. But, like, what am I going to do but about it? But it would be it? cool. I'm still going to die. I wonder if you nuked Yellowstone. Would it go off? That's going to be the first thing I try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to send all the nukes to Yellowstone. Do I know how to activate a nuke? Nope. Am I going to find out? Absolutely. Well, yeah, because everyone who knows the codes are probably dead. Unless, well, you got to find the place with the red button, maybe. Yeah, I got to go to the White House where they have the red button on the desk. Exactly. It's like, you know how Trump had a soda button? Oh, gosh, yeah. He had, a, he had a button on his desk that he would press it and somebody would bring him, like, a Diet Coke. Or it yeah. might have just been a regular Coke. I don't know. It was Diet. I remember this controversy. Yeah, it's really funny. It, so Biden probably just has a button with a Coke. And then, well, actually, Trump probably did, too. Button for Coke, button for nuke. <laughs> right next to each other. I am good. sure that they do. And the button for a nuke wouldn't even be, like, anyone specific. It'd just be a nuke randomly will be selected and launched. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I always wonder how they do nuclear tests. Do they know? Do you know how they do nuclear tests? Um, okay. There's a few ways, actually. Um, for missiles, under a certain grade, there's this random island in Hawaii that they just... The U.S. government literally said... This is ours now. We're going to bomb it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so that happened. There's a protest that people did a long time ago that 
get the government to stop where like six people took a kayak to the island and then just stayed there and lived while they had like the marines looking for them to try and get them to stop bombing the islands wow (laughs) because like you could you could see it and hear it throughout the entire night apparently wow and then nuclear tests are done in the ocean okay that makes sense (laughs) um i feel like really bad for all of the all of the fish yeah, that are just living their <laughs> life and then they just get like assaulted by nukes. <laughs> yeah, you just get a oh, you're talking about the nuke one, yeah. Yeah, that'd be hilarious to see how many fish die from those. Um and <laughs> then there's the radiation like be really bad for the ocean. I don't know. Oh absolutely. I'm sure it is horrible oh. for the ocean. Well actually no. No. No, water contains radiation very well. Does it? That's what they use in um, nuclear power plants to contain the radiation is water and lead. But actually, I don't know if we have the lead part in the ocean. Um, See, There's I, something. <laughs> I think we should just nuke the moon or Mars. I want to see what happens Here's if we thing. nuke Antarctica. Oh, yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> The thing about the thing about um, nuking both Antarctica, but especially with the planets, is like on the uh, it's a win-win situation. Because on one hand, either you know if your nuke works or not. On the other hand, it like throws us into a sci-fi novel. You know, there's so many chances for yes. interesting things, and yes. in Antarctica too. Like, what if there's a whole like group of people that lives in Antarctica that we don't know about that we enrage when we nuke them? You know, well, you know, like, like I, I'm sure it would blow everyone up. There would be enough people to be mad and start attacking us, you know, because like, that's just how these things work. You know, nukes kind of do blow everything up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, they do and they don't, you know. Who knows? There could be a species of something that 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 isn't killed by nukes. Never yeah. thought about that. <laughs> Ever thought about that? Yes. Mr. Mr. Smarty Fans. I have thought about that. And you know what they would be killed by? The shockwave. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or the radiation. Maybe that should be the goal of asexuals everywhere to be able to survive. Nuke the polar ice caps. Fallout. No, 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 no. Adapt ourselves to the extent that we can survive nuclear fallout and oh then just gosh. nuke everywhere so that we're the only ones left. Yes. Nobody can repopulate the planet. <laughs> We're just going to cause the end of the world. <laughs> it's not even taking over the world at this point. We're it's just, just going ending to the world. kill everyone and then never repopulate. Never repopulate. <laughs> no, no, no. That's hilarious. That's great. So speaking of apocalypse scenarios, what's your way of surviving the zombie apocalypse so for I'm as long not, as you can? I'm not prepared as much as I used to be. Um, like I have my, since we're at the library, uh, oh, okay, funny side note. So my backpack, because um, I'm about to talk about my backpack, I brought my backpack in and the mic, the mic, what's it called? The stand that has the mic <coughs> on it, bless you, the stand that has the mic on it um, was like way too big for my backpack. So there was just like a metal pole sticking out of my backpack as I walked into the library and it looked so sus. Anyways, yeah. um, so I came in with the my everything backpack is what I like to call it. It has a lot of a lot of helpful stuff in it. Oh dang, I should have brought mine. <laughs> um, it is very nice. I have 
like a lot of first aid stuff. I have a lot of practical stuff. Like I used to have makeup in there, but I don't anymore. I have like um silverware. K S. Uh medication, extra change of clothes, two changes of clothes, I think. Masks, uh deodorant, stuff like that. The good stuff. Oh yeah, fire starter. I don't know if that's legal to be here. I do actually have some makeup. And, and then like a, a toothbrush, all that sort of stuff. I also have a bag packed and ready to go at home with like a few changes of clothes and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like I don't know what exactly I'd do, but I feel like I'd be prepared, more prepared than most people. Like I might board up my, my windows and fight for my house or go somewhere like here. Yeah, you're... Your house would be a lot easier to defend than my house since you live on, like, the edge of a neighborhood yeah. next to, well, there's only, like, a couple people next to you and they're old farts. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think old zombies would be easier to kill. Um, they are definitely more susceptible to um, congestive heart failure. <laughs> <laughs> I did My a presentation. Kill the zombies with congestive heart failure. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a presentation on that yesterday. Um, uh, what would my plan be? No, what would your plan be? Excuse me. Where'd you go? Well, I'd take my bug out bag and probably get the weapons that I need off of my wall. And then, I don't know. I feel like if we're going by walking dead sort of standards I wouldn't bring a gun because guns attract them so I would I'd just grab the swords nice <laughs> then I'd probably go over to Shields or Academy somewhere in Oklahoma because they have the good stuff in Oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> no what they the do good stuff Oh, um, Oklahoma has the good stuff. <laughs> I, I, what are you talking about? Because I'm obviously talking about something very different. I was talking about how they have better outdoors stuff usually. Oh, really? Because they have, yeah, they just have more of it because more people in Oklahoma are like, huh? And Texas, I guess, but Oklahoma and Colorado are more outdoorsy, yeah. have more outdoorsy people. So typically their stuff for that is bigger. And they have more of it, so I'd probably go to somewhere in Oklahoma or Colorado to, well, get stuff and then probably live on a mountain somewhere. I haven't seen yeah. any zombies in any movies that are particularly good at climbing, and I love to climb. I feel like it's underrated going to a less populated area for zombie apocalypses. Like, literally just go to, like, the desert, and yeah. there aren't going to be any zombies there. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess it'd be kind of harder to survive because you'd have a lot of other Better challenges. Alaska. Food, water. Yeah, yeah, right. If we went, if you went to Alaska, okay, everyone in Alaska, they only fly, they only can get around to places with planes or boats. True. So, the mountains and stuff, that's all, it's like, natural brain. barriers. They, they wouldn't be able to get anywhere. You can just live in Alaska. Yeah. It's smart. But then again, food would be an issue since it's... A lot is imported. Mm -hmm. We would eat a lot of meat. Mm. So we couldn't bring Abigail with us? No, we cannot bring Abigail with us. 
Unless we, like, forcibly convert her. To eat meat? Yeah, like, just... I mean, we could just... Slap her with a fish until... Oh, yeah, true. That compromises her morals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just give her a hamburger and everything. It'll be fine. Just make everything into a burger. That's what we should do. Abigail is vegan until there's a hamburger in the scene. That's true. Then she is very much not vegan. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what sounds so good right now? McDonald's. McDonald's sounds so good right now. So what is... In your asexual, aromantic experience, what is the most annoying thing people do assuming whatever my least favorite thing is when people refuse to believe it exists uh because i feel like i feel like if you're like i'm gay and and you know there's a lot of other challenges that people of other sexuality sexual minorities have to deal with um, but, like, if you say I'm gay, at the very least, people know what you're talking about. Yeah. But if you say I'm asexual, or even if you describe, like, oh, I'm not attracted to people, because that's what I'll say a lot to people who just don't know the terminology, is they'll just be like, oh, I don't, I'm not attracted to people in that way. People will be like, what? What are you talking about? Or, like, I don't think, like, just wait. Like, it'll happen eventually. Like, one day you'll just wake up. And you'll be the same as me, <laughs> you know. It just feels very. I, I think that's what's so frustrating is people don't believe you um, until you're like thirty and single and don't care. Exactly. <laughs> and even then, they'll be like, "Well, does anyone ever really just not experience that, or do you just experience less than most people?" Yeah, and then there's. Or are you actually gay and you're just saying you're asexual? You're, you're like asexual means closeted gay for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, then there's the lovely. Oh, you're just saying you're asexual because you don't have self confidence to get anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that that's the one I feel like I'm mm. gonna get most when I'm thirty because with boys there's a huge stigma about you have to get somebody when you're in high school or college. There's a very large thing for yeah. girls as well. I think it's for boys. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I can't speak from the girl side because I'm not a girl. Yeah, so I yeah, just yeah. spoke from the boy side. I'm sure you can fill it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is one of the more unfortunate things. Something, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting because this isn't, it isn't this way everywhere. I've talked to a lot of people and it does seem to be primarily a problem with the south part of the United States. Really? In the north, there is not that much stigma around. At least that's what some of my friends have told me. As well in a lot of other countries, especially like European countries. Yeah. I know. I think... um, I know in the European countries, they don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really good. I think it's really healthy. Like, literally just be in a relationship when you're ready. Oh, okay. Here's another one that I think I really don't like. Is the idea that virgins are uninteresting. (laughs) <laughs> I I really don't like that but, stereotype. Yeah, I I haven't really cared about that stereotype, but or the idea that if you're like not sexually active or planning to be sexually active, then you're uninteresting. Yeah, like, that the, that's in the that's my favorite one <laughs> because I like to. Shasta is like the most unique individual I've ever met. He literally loves to cook. 
you love swords and fighting, and you love fantasy writing. Like you will never meet another person and then, on the like, planet that's mountain like you. climbing and a chemistry nerd. Yeah, and a chemistry nerd. God couldn't decide what I should be. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then he a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He rolled my stats, and I got like a negative five on charisma. <laughs> So I'm just like this really socially awkward guy. Um, <laughs> my favorite is when people say like virgin as a bad thing yeah. or if it is like an interesting thing. I enjoy pulling out like photos and stuff of I do a lot of mountain climbing <laughs> and so does Scarlet. I do. But, not as much though. Yeah, not as much, but you still do it. Um, I pull out my photos of that and then show them what I do with all the extra time I have because of my virginity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should break up. And then they're like, no, I love this person. And I'm like, well, I don't. <laughs> so this is exactly what I'm feeling when you're telling me to do this. And I sort of use that to turn it around. That's my That's really approach. really smart, actually. But <laughs> thanks. So I, I just sort of do that. That's my strategy, at least. What are your strategies involving some of this stuff? Um, I honestly don't have a lot of them. Usually I just sort of accept. Whenever, whenever I say, like, oh, I don't do that. Like, um, I remember a situation, you know who I'm talking about, where yeah. we, were, we were sitting in a group of people and somehow the topic came up. And I was like, yeah, like, I think you and I were like, yeah, we don't really, we aren't really into that stuff. Oh, like, gosh, we aren't really. Yeah. And he like, our friend, our mutual friend looked at us and was like, well, and his like eyebrows raised and he, <laughs> you could see that he had a thought and he was like. The lion, the witch and the audacity of this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So I haven't really found uh, a good way. I think, actually, no, this is one of the big strategies that I, I think has been really helpful for me to understand is it's really hard for people to understand people who have different experiences than them. Yeah. And and there's, um there's okay, this is kind of a side note, but it is related. Um, the psychological term for sympathy and empathy, and I heard this from my dad, so I don't actually know if this is true, so don't quote me on this. <laughs> Sympathy is where you put yourself into somebody else's shoes and think about how you would react to the same things that they're going through. While empathy is you try and think about how they perceive the world and try and perceive the world the same way they do um, when they experience what they experience. So you're really trying to think about how are they going to be responding, not just how would I respond to this. So, And I think that empathy is really hard. Um, for people, uh, yeah, which is definitely. where you're trying to think about how would another person be thinking. So I think for a lot of people, especially straight people, <laughs> um, have a hard time thinking about having anything different than what they've experienced. And so they think, oh, well, if I were in her shoes and I had never experienced attraction because I know that I am attracted to people, it probably would be just because I, I hadn't like hit that point yet and someday I would start experiencing attraction you know so it really is a sympathy not really empathy and like honestly I try and have a lot of grace because I feel like people who don't really understand they it's because they don't experience the same thing I do 
And if I were in their shoes, I might think that I might think the same thing. I might also be really confused about like the idea of asexuality. What helps me is that is to know and understand that while I've never known life with love in this sense, mm, yeah. they've never lo- known life without love in this sense. So that's what helps me not really get mad or too annoyed about it. Mm. But yeah, sometimes it is a bra moment when they just go up and like, you're because you don't love somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that point, all bets are off. I think the idea of love being romantic in nature is something that I'd really like to see cultural reform um, on. Like, we have, in English, one word for love. And it's really confusing. so many different kinds of love. And we just can't, like, like, oh, I love this chair. You don't love the chair. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you like sitting in the chair. You love the purpose of the chair. You like the idea. But, like, we don't have a word for that. And there have been times with, like, really good friends of mine who, um, especially I found with people who are boys, um, where I've wanted to be like, hey, like, I love you. But I I feel like, no, I can't do that at all because love has become such a romantically charged thing now. Well, it it just is here. Not like it's a new thing. I said now. But it's just, like, such a romantically charged thing. Even, like, on Discord, whenever I heart something, I always do a purple heart and not a red heart so that people don't misunderstand me. (laughs) On Discord culture, for those who don't know, the purple heart means, like, friend. Yeah. And the red heart is, like, love. I've actually had this conversation before with Abigail, (laughs) similar to, like, the I want to say I love this or I love this person, but I can't because it's so romantically charged. Hmm. She's sort of like redefined the way she uses love is sort of like a sibling in Christ way. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Like I can say I love my siblings all yeah. I want. Um, but you don't. I don't, like, I, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I think is interesting. It's like if you love someone in your family, it's just friendly love. Yes. But if you love someone who's not in your family, it's you, like, oh, charged. you must love them. You know, yeah. it's like, bruh. The amount of times I've come home and I mention some girl's name, and this happened to you too, by the way. <laughs> really? Um, and I say, hey, I'm friend. It, my mother's like, make any new friends? And I'm like, yeah, I'm friends with Scarlet. Um, she's like, ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, no, calm down. You have enough grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much like your mom. That sounds so much like your mom. It is That's so annoying. so funny. Like, it's funny so the first that. five times it happens. And then after that, it's just annoying. <laughs> I just have to explain every time. Or like, I this one time, this one's really stuck with me. I asked this, I asked what was the name of this girl who I'd known since second grade. I just forgot her m- name. My mind just blanked mm-hmm. in fifth grade. I'd known her since second grade, but I forgot her name in fifth grade. And so I asked my mother her name. 
And she's like, do you like her or something? And I'm like, no, I just forgot her name. Are you sure you don't like her? You want to go hang out with her? No, no, I'll I'll pass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... I think I think it'd be cool to do some more episodes on this with pulling in other people and people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. Because we have no idea what romantic we, or we sexual attraction feels like. What so. that is. So we need, if anyone out there has a very active love life. <laughs> no. No, just if you Put it in a Spotify comments. Yeah, put it in this. Do you have a love life? <laughs> and then I wish we could reply. We could just reply to everyone who says no L, L plus ratio. <laughs> <laughs> what Lovingly. do you mean L plus ratio? Lovingly. No, no, no. Everyone who says yes, we should say L. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyways, um, the shapes, I don't remember if we talked about this on mic or not, but the shapes are not going to be this week. They're going to be next week. We lied to you. Sorry. Yeah. L. We have to wait for Abigail. Yeah. Because. She's at like a doctor appointment. This is a very important conversation. It's yeah. very theologically deep. It's very theologically based and it's an argument that i've say i would say it's been fairly active in the church for the past five years at least even though it's it's an argument even though it's an argument in the church anyone who's like any other religion i highly recommend you listen to it we're not going to try and convert you with the shapes it's not that kind of argument (laughs) imagine the shapes make someone oh my god (laughs) That would be the best conversion ever. <laughs> so how did you get converted? The how did shapes. you become a Christian? <laughs> how did they do the baptism? <laughs> <laughs> they go up to give their testimony. So hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. Yeah, that's probably enough. Um... So yeah, we will see you next week for that very serious shapes conversation. And ta-da-da! Hasta la bye-bye, daddy-o. <laughs> daddy-o? <laughs> what? I got it from a vampire thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>